welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Financial professionals, let's move forward together. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Jeremy Almond. Jeremy is the CEO and co-founder of Paystand. Jeremy has spent the last 15 years in tech industry as a serial entrepreneur, startup advisor, and occasional investor. Jeremy has helped dozens of B2B companies drive adoption in digital commerce and is still active board member at a number of fintech companies. He's been thinking about how to use technology and innovate B2B financial services ever since. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Jeremy Almond. Ed, what's up, man? Glad to be here. And boy, was that a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy. So tell me, why do you do what you do? Ah, oh, awesome. Um, so, so, Ed, um, so, so I'm my day job. I'm the CEO and founder of uh, Paystand, which is a B2B payment network and next gen payment network that creates radically better economics for commercial companies around the world. Um, but you didn't ask me what I do. You asked me why I do what I do. Um, and, you know, the company is something I've thought about for many, many, many years. Um, and, and here's something that I think we can all agree on. Financial services is like kind of fundamentally broken. And at the end of the day, something as important as banking, we actually believe could be better. So for me, um, I, my family was involved in um, the 2008 financial crisis. They lost their home. I was pretty pissed off at the banks. There was a thing called Occupy Wall Street. Um, and, you know, for the younger folks, maybe that was a long time ago. Um, but, but now even today, we look at things like, um, you know, the Silicon Valley banking collapse last year. And you start questioning, um, you know, is our financial system um, sort of built for the modern age? Um, or is it holding us economically back? Um, and so I think there's like a noble calling, which is to transform financial services. And for the companies we service, um, which is on the business side, um, to help them become more competitive and have better economics. So today, what Paystand really does is we're known for um, a new technology called the blockchain. Um, and we are the largest commercially enabled blockchain. Um, and then we're known for a large economic change. So we are a not a fee-based service like Visa or MasterCard or Wires, but instead we believe is money is software. And so for the customers we service today, we help them get their money much, much faster. Um, we help them automate their entire process. We work in the Sage ecosystem. We're one of the great partners with Sage to be able to help them have smart driving financial services. And the thing we're probably the most radically known for is we eliminate all fees um, from our customers that they would pay to a bank or a card network because we think that's punitive to their success and ultimately is an unfair tax uh, to financial service companies that are unnecessary. And so what that means is we'll put millions of dollars back on the bottom line for our customers so they can invest and help grow their businesses to become more competitive and create a more ec competitive economic climate, which we think is pretty noble calling. You know, five or six years ago, and I can't believe it was that long ago, we saw the emergence of blockchain and Bitcoin as being some of the stories of people thinking then this thing COVID happened and got in the way. Um, but one of the things I remember talking to one a member of the Wall Street uh, Blockchain Alliance, he said that we we will know that blockchain is really what arrived when we're not talking about blockchain anymore. And so mm -hmm. to that end, I want you to address maybe what are some of the commercial uses of the blockchain that are happening today that many people are, are not aware of, but in some sense, they're taking advantage of? Yeah, I think I think that's such an astute point, which is, um, you know, when I talk to our customers, which are, you know, um, a midsize or an enterprise company that's building a manufacturing company in Ohio, um, 
we're not having a blockchain first conversation. We're ultimately going, you know, you want to be able to get your money faster and not have to wait for checks or wires or ACH, which was built in the 70s. Um, and so time is money. Um, you want to be able to ultimately, um, you know, do all of this sort of automation, right? So you can be more competitive, which in the blockchain world, that's called smart contracts. Um, and ultimately, you want a lower cost of capital. Um, and so you really care about the value propositions of what blockchain enables. And we kind of think about blockchain as the new cloud. So, so cloud 20 years ago was kind of a scary thing for businesses. Um, and companies like uh, everything from Sage, right, to Salesforce and other companies kind of proved that cloud was an enabling infrastructure to help you as a business run more effectively. And so blockchain is that way. So, so a company like Paystan today, you know, we do $10 billion plus a year in payment volume. It's, um, I think, the largest um, in, in the space today. Um, and, and so we do that to create real value on the table for a customer and less about what the technology does. The technology is just an enabler. Um, and, and we're just one of, um, you know, a, a class of companies that I think are transforming financial services in a value first um, conversation instead of a technology first conversation. Um, and, and that's the proof of the pudding, right? Like um, I, I use Netflix um, over Blockbuster because the technology was better. I might use an electric car over a um, regular gas car because now I don't have to go to the gas pump again. And so blockchain really is a fundamentally transformative thing for a CFO. Um, and, and, and so it's really about what does it do for them, which is help them really collect their money faster, cheaper, and more automated um, in a new kind of financial infrastructure um, and less about, you know, what cryptocurrency are they using or what the price is. This is just, you know, a better way for them to do business. Can, can I interpret that a little bit? And this is perhaps off the beaten path, but uh, that that it, th this blockchain layer of the Internet is almost really a, a security system more than anything else. And could it be something that the blockchain layer, I'm just using that uh, as a as a placeholder word, uh, would enable not just payments, but far more security of the Internet further on down the road? Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's a really astute point, right, is ultimately – you know, when we talk about the Sage ecosystem, you know, what what is what is a business um, relationship in general, right? There are contracts with companies we've worked with for a decade, right? With invoices that get sent out um, based on goods and services that get delivered, and then ultimately like money that's rendered. Um, and so, so really, if you think about the economic relationship for companies and how our economics work, they're really based on trust, contracts, and security. At the end of the day. Um, and, and so historically, that's been had to be um, mediated by an intermediary, whether that's a bank or whether that's a card network or whatever. Or in other industries like property, you might have a title insurance or um, in legal, you might have somebody who's who's the sort of central authority there. Um, and what we're really reimagining in, in sort of a Web3 world and a blockchain world is the ability to interface directly. Um, the, the Sage CTO actually talks about this. Aaron talks about this, um, where where a financial network actually can intermediate directly between maybe the ERPs or the financial systems. Um, and blockchain kind of takes that concept actually in a wider way and go, hey, if 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 I owe you this money and we agree that we owe this money and we're two big companies that are working together um, and there's a way to be able to interface trust. That's what the security of the blockchain does. Um, Boy, wouldn't it be just more effective and efficient if we just, you know, are able to actually institute that transfer, whether it's a contract, whether it's an invoice, whether it's a legal document directly. Um, and, and so we're just removing a lot of the inefficient infrastructure in the middle. 
And Jeremy, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Yeah, I mean, I could give you a bunch of like sob personal stories of of, of my life, but I think that'll bore everybody. So instead, what I'd say is, um, I, in general, I, I'm 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 very interested in what I'd consider polymath type um, people in history because I think great innovation often happens from two, um, you know, sort of uh, different sources. So whether it's it's fo- folks like. Um, you know, Pythagoras or folks like, um, you know, Tesla, these, these are guys that, um, you know, I think looked at the world in a, uh, technological invention, political, historical, sometimes even maybe theoretical or metaphysical. And and so that, that creates a sort of level of innovation, which I think pushes the world forward. And then now as I'm getting a little bit older, um, I, I've become also interested in the class of folks that um, I'd say are kind of the titans who built our original economy. So these are folks like, um, you know, love them or hate them, you know, folks like Carnegie or Rockefeller, where um, the business that they built actually drove, um, you know, I'd say the next era of our economy forward. But then they had impact that lasted much beyond them, whether it was the social services that they were working on or the community development. And so I think a lot about like our calling and our impact on the world and moving it and creating um, a dent in the world in a better way um, and, and, and a legacy that's beyond us. And so I hope, you know, each of us in technology get to do that to imagine the world not as it is, but as it could be and then move it forward in that direction. And lastly, Jeremy, how can somebody contact you? Yeah, I'm pretty easy. I'm Jeremy Almond. So uh, Almond, just like the nut, it's easy to spell for those of you who are listening. Um, Jeremy Almond. You can find me on, on on LinkedIn, probably a lot of business content there. We're on Twitter where you're going to find more uh, blockchain content. Um, and then uh, it's fun to be on a podcast because um, my side gig, my day job is a CEO, but my side gig is uh, I run a podcast called Redefine, the Redefined Blockchain Podcast that's about um, bringing on real business use cases at scale from leaders, from um, CEOs venture capitalists, um, politicians who are actually doing the real use cases of blockchain that you might not hear about. And I and I co-host it with another venture capitalist um, in the space, and it's a lot of fun. And so I'd, I'd love for you guys to visit us in YouTube and Spotify and Apple and those places as well at the Redefine Podcast. All right. And we'll get a link to that podcast as well as your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. Jeremy Amon, CEO of co-founder of Paste10. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Ed, thanks for having me. I was a blast. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.